You're listening to the Harvest Time Podcast. We hope this message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. If you are in the Fort Smith area, we would love to see you in one of our services on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Enjoy the message. So let's talk about this. We've been on a journey called Unexpected. These are the encounters that Christ had with people that got uh, back from him what they did not expect. This is the unexpected journey of people of Jesus' life. So we've talked about bondage, brokenness, uh, possession, uh, addiction, things like that, being brought to Christ. All of us need someone to bring us to Christ. All of us have been helped come to Christ by somebody else. Every one of us are the beneficiary of somebody else's blessing upon our life. That's a true statement. Well, you know what? That's a true statement, okay? Now, let's talk about the culture. The culture has changed significantly on the matters of faith, and in particular on Christian faith. Let me give you why. We are a plural society, and therefore we embrace every religion unless one claims to be superior. And if you're superior, you're a bad religion, which Christianity believes that we are. There is only one God. It's Jehovah God. He is our God. He's the God that we serve, and therefore that's why Christianity is always under attack, because we do not embrace the idea of plural gods. The very first commandment is, I am Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me, right? So think about this. The culture today is very religious, very pluralistic. You have your God, I'll have my God. We all get along, no big to do. Unless one of you believes you have the only God, then that's a problem. Let's go back a few decades ago when it was favorable to be part of a church. I had a buddy of mine years ago running for office in the county back in Ohio, and he's running for office, and he up and joins the Catholic church, to which I said, you're not Catholic. He said, you cannot get elected in this town unless you're Catholic. I thought to myself, you're going to switch churches just for politic purposes. He said, you have to. He said, this is a Catholic county, and they only vote for Catholics. Now, if you go back even further, there was a day and time that if you weren't part of a church, the bank would look at you as to why I'd give you even a loan for a home. The story is told about Peter Drucker, who came to the United States to borrow some money. When he launched his, his life here in the United States, he's borrowing money from a bank, and they ask him, they say, hey, where do you go to church? He says, what's that matter? And they said, if you don't go to church, why would I give you a mortgage? There was an idea, if you're not part of a church, we can't really trust who you say you are, but if you're part of a church, we believe that you're an honest person, integrous person, and you'll do the right thing. Now, let's come fast forward a few more decades, and here we are today, where if you're part of a church, it's almost a bad thing or a taboo thing because faith should be separate from your life. Believe it or not, the society has impacted how we go about sharing our faith in Jesus Christ. Now, let me give you some hope today. The world we live in right today is much like the Roman society in which the Christian church was birthed. Please know this. The church does not grow under easy times. The church grows under difficult times. And that's because the culture cannot dictate the power of the cross. Can I get an amen? I'm going to say it again. The culture cannot dictate the power of the cross. Jesus decides that, not society. So right now, the Christian faith is able to spread even though the times are not favorable. Go to John chapter 4. Let's look there real fast. Before we start looking at the Bible, let me ask you a question. Here's my question, okay? It's real simple. If the Bible is clear, and it is, that we are to share our faith in Jesus, and that our lives are living testimonies, the Bible says that too, then why are more people who are believers in Christ not active and engaged in sharing their faith in Christ? 
if the Bible's clear, and it is, that my life is a living testimony and that my transformation is my story and that my life is an example of his grace and mercy, and then the Bible is very clear that we're supposed to go and make disciples of all people, of all nations. The Bible is clear on these things. Why are more believers not engaged in sharing their faith? Today, I'm going to answer that for you at the end of this message, but think about the entire time. Why are more folks not doing this? Go to John chapter 4. Here's the story of the woman at the well. Jesus shows up at the well and talks to a woman. Here we go. Pick it up fast. Verse 3. It says, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. Verse 4. But he needed to go through Samaria. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore being weary from the journey, sat down by the well about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria shows up to draw water, and he says to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away to buy some food in the city. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it, now watch this close, how is it that you being a Jew... Ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman. She identifies two barriers, the Jew-Samaritan, the male-female barrier. Keep reading our story here. She says this, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Where do Samaritans come from? They are a culmination of the Canaanites and the Jewish religious thought process. Centuries before, years before, the Jews were held in bondage in, in the Canaanite area, and they came together and they formed this new group of people called Samaritans and a new religious thought process. So they were kind of a pluralistic, a little bit of truth, a lot of bit of falsehood, and a mix all in one, and therefore they were deemed as religious heretics. And Jews don't talk to heretics. The Samaritan woman was a moral outcast, a social outcast, a complete outsider from her entire society, rejected by everybody she could find. And then she meets Jesus at this well. Think of it this way. Sometimes in life, the barriers we put up with other people become a barrier to sharing our faith in God with somebody else. We put up racial barriers, social barriers, economic barriers, gender barriers, religious barriers. And by nature, we tend to think that somebody may or may not pick to come follow Christ based upon the barrier that we see in their life. For example, I would submit every one of us here are guilty, including me, of prejudging people before you invite people to come meet Jesus. You look at somebody and go, well, he looks like he'd say yes. He's got that Easter service look to him. Never forget one year I invited a guy to Easter, and I thought, man, this guy's got to say yes. He has 100% the look of a guy who goes to church once or twice a year. He'll say yes. Decent-looking guy, you know, all kind of together, no tattoos, tattoo-free. You know, because when we're judging folks, God can't say folks' tattoos, right? That's the judging side of us. That's just how our judgmental mind works. I thought, man, this guy's going to say yes. He's a slam dunk. I'm going to invite this guy to church. He'll say yes for sure. So I said to the guy, I said, hey, I would love for you to come to my church on Easter weekend. And then I said this. I said, everybody goes to church at Easter. To which he said, not everybody. To which I was dumbfounded. Because he looked like the perfect candidate to go to church on Easter. But think about this. Our human nature is so arrogant that we think we know who Jesus can save before we ask somebody. 
Because our human nature says saving me was not quite as hard as saving them might be. Because my sin is not quite as bad as their sin, and I'm not as dirty as they are. I'm not as messy, and I'm tattoo-free, and I have shortcut hair. Therefore, Jesus saved me a whole lot easier, and he saved that guy over there. Now, you all just staring at me, but you know it's true. You look across the aisle and decide before you even ask somebody, would they even consider Jesus Christ? And here's why we fail to realize that saving grace is not based on who you are. It's based upon who God is and who Jesus is. And it takes the same saving grace to save a guy who's born in the church on the second row, goes to every service, maybe even shows up on a regular basis as it does to save the guy who's a drug addict, about to take his own life, completely jacked up. It takes the same saving grace from Jesus Christ because it's not about us. It's about him because all of us are the exact same in his eyes, and that's good stuff right there. It takes the same saving grace. Man, I'm easier to save. Oh, really? See, that's, that's pharisaical. That's religious. You think you're that good that it was easy for Christ to save you? You know, he died the same death for me, a kid born in a pastor's family who lived his entire life in the church house, robbing the nursery for snacks during the week. That takes the same grace to save that guy as it does the guy who's about to take his life, who's high on drugs, has all kinds of mess in life. It takes the same grace. Why don't more of us share our faith in Jesus? Bible tells us to. Oh, Marty, if I just knew more, I would do more. I'm so glad you said that. I'm going to punch that right in the head today. That's an excuse from the pit of hell. That's not real. Today, I'm going to show you that you have all you need. You need nothing else. You have in you right now the power to share faith in Christ if you'll simply just do it. Go back to John chapter 4, verse 10. Jesus said to her, he says, if you knew the gift of God who it was saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Go to verse 11. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water from. This well is very deep. Where do you get this living water? Skip down to verse 13. Jesus said, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water I shall give will, ha- will never thirst, but the water I shall give him will become a fountain in him, spring up into an everlasting life. Verse 15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw again. Skip down to verse 25 for time's sake. Get this story in your heart today. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, who's called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. Here's this Samaritan woman, a, a religiously blended person. Some truth, some false, some idea, but not enough. Very pluralized, you would say, much like our world today. Instead of rejecting her, Jesus reached out to her. Instead of condemning her, he challenged her to a different way of living. Instead of focusing on what's wrong, he talked about a better way to live her life. And Jesus, instead of condoning her sin, he confronted them but gave her hope. Go to verse 27. Look at this. At this point, the disciples have come back, and they marveled. Watch this. that he talked to a woman. Here we are again. Bless you. Here we are again, that, 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 that barrier of gender. 
Look at it again. They marvel. He talks to a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? Verse 28. The woman then left her water pot and went her way in the city and said to the men in the city, come and see a man who told me all the things that I have ever done. And then she says this, could this be the Christ? She doesn't say this is him. She asks a question. This might could be the guy. Y'all come find out for yourself. Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, the disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, you need to eat. And he said, I have food to eat of which you know not of. The disciples looked at each other and said, has someone brought him some Chick-fil-A? And then watch Christ's words here to us. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish that work. Skip on down to verse 39. We're almost done, and we'll get right into the message. This is the warm-up. Here comes the message. Verse 39. And many Samaritans of that city believed in him because, watch this, they believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me everything I ever did. Let's break this down into four categories, almost like a four-part scene or four characters in a film or a movie or a play. The first is the Savior, Jesus He was there with purpose. The Bible says he needed to go through Samaria. He was there with intention. He had a purpose in being there. He wasn't just there because he was thirsty. He was there to talk to her. Secondly, Jesus himself put sharing faith in Christ in the same conversation as eating. Now, how many of you only eat twice a year? You only eat at Christmas and Easter. Now, how many eat, who all here eats every day? I'm not going to ask you what you ate, just who all, who all here, you're like, who, come on, who all here eats every day of the week? I do. Jesus puts sharing faith and sharing living hope and sharing living water in the same conversation as eating. He says it should be daily, not seasonally. And then he t- points out this. Sharing faith in Christ is what nourishes us. It doesn't deplete us. Who here has ever eaten a great meal and leaned back and thought, man, I feel good right now? Come on, who's ever done that? Man, that was so good. Had some sushi yesterday for lunch. I can eat a lot of that stuff. And it just tasted good. And then I've had food that didn't taste good, and I thought, man, I need some more to eat because that wasn't very good. But Jesus puts sharing faith and sharing living water in the same dialogue as feeling refreshed and fulfilled from eating food. Now watch this. If we eat every day, and if eating fulfills our existence and our purpose, and he parallels us with sharing faith in Christ, that means that sharing faith in Christ should be daily, not seasonally, and it should be fulfilling, not draining. It shouldn't be, oh, i got to go do this. Preacher said to the fact they put the card in the seat, talk about all kinds of pressure. They put that card out there and then they talk about it for an entire month. Man, they're really leaning heavy at the church. I might miss today because then I ain't got to hear, invite your friends to come meet Jesus. See, hear me today. Jesus puts this out there so simple for us. What about the woman? Here she is. She's ignorant of Jesus. They don't even know who she is or who he is. All she knows is he changed her life. 
All she knows is what he means to her. In fact, she says to the guys in the city, she says, hey, come and see the man. I don't know who he really is, but he might be the Christ. I'm not for sure. I just know this. He told me everything about me. He transformed me. Hear me today, church. The only thing you have to know to share faith in Christ is what Jesus has meant to you. And here's some good news. Only you have your story. I can't share your story. You can't share my story. But all of us can share what Jesus means to me. I can tell you what he means to me. I'm not sure what he means to you. I know you're here, but I don't know your story. What about the disciples? The disciples, you got to love them. But it seemed like they were always watching the wrong film. They show back up on the scene. Rabbi, need to eat. He says, I've eaten, and they go, who brought him food? Clueless. They're mindful of the harvest, yet they look right past it. I think it's cool in the story, the woman's looking for the Messiah. He's right in front of her. She can't see him. The disciples are looking for the harvest. It's in front of them, and they can't see either. Think about this, how our human nature tends to miss what's right in front of us. Maybe the guy or the girl you're supposed to bring to Christ is right in front of you right now. Maybe you saw him at work yesterday. Maybe you had lunch this week with the person. Maybe they're right there. But you've got to do something unexpected and that's say, hey, come meet the man that told me everything about my life. What about the city people? The Bible says they came to Jesus and simply said, we want to hear you talk. And the Bible says that many believed on him because they heard him. But watch this. They heard him because she invited them. She didn't save anybody. She was the link to the guy who could save everybody. I can't save anybody. I'm just the guy who is the link to meet the guy who told me everything about my life. Come meet the man that means the world to me. So here's a thought for you. I'm going to answer the question in a moment about why we don't share our faith or the only way to not share our faith. Think of it this way. The key to sharing our faith in Christ. The only thing you have to have to share salvation with somebody else is the joy of your own salvation. But let's go back to my earlier thought. I think by nature, we tend to fail to realize the work that Christ put in to save me and you. I think by nature, we think we're pretty good people and it was easy to save me because I'm not that bad of a sinner. Well, there, there's, there's those sinners, there's those kind of people, there's those reprobates, horrible people out there, but I'm not one of them. I was over here kind of in the good side of center. There's like the bad sinner and there's the medium sinner. Folks, it's not like cooking a steak. Listen, sin is sin. And the same grace that required for a horrible life, about to take everything, Is the same grace required for a guy living in a good home with nice clothes on. The only thing we got to have is the joy of our salvation. How do you have that? Real simple. Don't forget the miracle of your salvation. The more you think that your salvation is a miracle, man, I cannot believe. I cannot, I can't believe he actually saved me. I really, I mean, if, if you, long you keep that process, I tell my wife all the time, I always tell my wife, I'm, I'm 
I'm so glad you said yes. We're 25 years this fall. I'm so glad she said yes. And I keep in my heart this idea that there's many days I go, I cannot believe she said yes. And there's days she says herself, I cannot believe I said yes. <laughs> we share that very mutually, just for different angles, certainly. Go to Matthew 5. I want to show you what Jesus says to us. And then I'm going to tell you the only way that you cannot share your faith. That'll answer the question why more of us don't. Matthew chapter 5, look at this real fast. This is Jesus' words. He says, you're the salt of the earth. Everybody say salt. He says, but if the salt loses flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's then good for nothing but to be thrown down and trampled underfoot by men. Verse 14, you're the, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. We see salt. Everybody say salt. Everybody say city. Verse 15, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bush or a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Now watch verse 16 close. He's given kind of a formula. Now he gives a directive. He gives a description. Now he gives a directive. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Salt, city, and light. He called you that. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he declares right here that you are salt, you are a city, and you are the light of the world. He is the spiritual light, yes, but we illuminate him. He's not here, we're here, that's our assignment. He called us salt, he called us light, he called us a city. But then he puts this in verse 15, he says they don't put a lamp under a basket, but on a lampstand. Hear me today, the only way to not share your faith in Christ, the only way to not show your story to somebody else, the only way to not glorify God by your works and bring glory to God, the only way to do it is to hide. Because by God's divine design, if we simply live the life God's called us to, we will do it, and I'll say it this way, on accident. If you're with me for any length of time, you'll learn a few things about me. Number one, I am married. I have two kids. I love the Buckeyes, the Broncos. I hate the Raiders, the Wolverines. I don't run marathons, and I'm not a vegan. And you'll learn that. You know why? Because it's in my heart. I don't sit back waiting going, ugh, I wonder if they're a Raider fan. They might reject my Broncos. I just come out and say it and smile. Oh, what if they're this? No, I know what's in me. I don't mind sharing it. Why do we let the world dumb us down from being the light God's called us to be? I got a couple thoughts for you. Maybe it's fear. Maybe you're afraid of rejection. Maybe you're afraid that if you share faith, somebody look at you kind of awkward. Folks, you should have my job. I get looked at every, every weekend for several hours awkwardly while I preach. And that awkward laugh right there, right? Like he's talking about, yeah. I get that all the time. Hear me today. Listen here real fast. Look this way. The only way to not share our faith in Christ is if we hide it. Everybody here has enough in them to share faith. Let me just pray with you right now. Bow your head across this entire house. 
Father God, today I thank you. I thank you, God, that in the midst of circumstances like today, confusion, distractions in our world today, that we're still called to be light, we're still called to be truth, and we're still called to be grace. God, we're called to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and bring glory to our Father who's in heaven. And God, today I pray that this Easter weekend coming up, that we as a people can each one of us step into that light, that city, and that salt, and we can be what God's called us to be. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening today. You can learn more about our church at harvesttime.net or by following us on Instagram. To stay up to date with more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next time.